you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to a very special co-hosted edition of Decide to Transform with our special guest, Kathy Alves Davis, joining us from Massachusetts. Now, my good friend and business partner, Lisa Berry, and I are happy to co-host Kathy today. Kathy is the CEO of Miracles LLC, an inspirational speaker, author, and part-time life coach who's best known for writing the highly acclaimed book, Miracles. Now, in 1998, Kathy faced a life-threatening stage three aggressive breast cancer. At the time of her diagnosis, she was offered little hope of surviving, but Kathy had an unwavering faith in God. She volunteered to be a part of a rigorous and cutting edge research protocol at Lombardi Cancer Research Center at Georgetown University Hospital. The research results were nothing less than miraculous. The findings proved to be a great advancement in the fight against aggressive breast cancer. The specialized protocol is now standard treatment, saving tens of thousands of women's lives to date now, Kathy has also appeared in a lot of media, guys, on QVC, Nightline, ABC, and NBC News. So this is going to be an exciting and fun conversation. Kathy, welcome to Decide to Transform. Thank you, and I'm so happy to be here. I wanted to say, too, that, uh, of course, when you asked me earlier where I was from, I am from Massachusetts, but I live in Virginia, but... Nobody could uh, miss my Bostonian accent. So I have to well, there you go. explain that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, and yes, and welcome, welcome. This is a, a show that's I've been an interview show that I've been looking forward to for some time. And um, you and I connected over a word. There was a very special word. And and one might think it's miracles, but it is not. It's actually the word hope. And that was a word that connected right. us. And so I would love to begin this by saying, you know, in your bio, we, we hear that you shared with us that, you know, you were offered very little hope in a, in a dire situation in a very scary situation. And yet you turned it around so that you now are offering hope in all your endeavors and what you're doing. How, where did that come from that you, you didn't just want to, you know, curl up and just, and, and not help yourself, or in fact, then accept it and, and then give it back? Well, you know, I was a very sick child. I had asthma and it was in the late fifties. There was no magic bullet at that time for asthma. People who had it just suffered. They coughed, choked, labored, gasped for air and nowhere would come. And there was no medicine. There was no rescue inhaler, no pill to take. So, and many children of that time died. So at that time, there was nothing that I could do to help me, myself, nor could my mother. The hospital was about a half hour away. That was the only place that you could go to be put in an oxygen tent. And so, and you, you've got to check in, you've got to get, I mean, it would be an hour before I could ever get any help. So my mother knew that I was a very spiritual child 
And she would coax me to go to the only one that I felt that could heal me, which was Jesus and God. And so as I was in this terrible state of not being able to breathe, my mother would say to me, Kathy, go to God, go to God. And she would whisper it and she would kind of talk to me softly um, while I was gasping for air. She was trying to relax me. She would, she would, she would stroke my arms and my legs and she'd say, just relax. And that's a new, that's actually the technique they use with asthma now. So my mother was way before her time. And so she would coax me and say, go to God, go to Jesus. They'll heal you again one more time. And you know, as exhausted as I was, as I was from breathing like that for such a long time, I would fall off in an exhausted slumber, still not being able to breathe that well. And just as my mother had said, Jesus was always there waiting for me. And he would tell me many things and things that were going to happen to me in the future. And he would send me messages during the day that I would like, oh, that's from Jesus. So I had this huge faith <laughs> as a child with all my full reliance on God and Christ. So the book is, uh, is really a memoir. It's not all about breast cancer. It is a memoir. And it starts out in my childhood with that gift of faith. And that is the first section of my book is the gift of faith. And the gift of faith served me well. It has served me well all of my mm -hmm. life. So when I came up again, I, the, the book is filled with miracles, many miracles that have happened to me and to other people. And so when I got, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer in my forties, had no idea that I had anything like that. And all of the doctors said, no, you don't have anything. And then all of a sudden the biopsy came back that it was cancer. And it was very shocking. The doctor, the surgeon said, oh no, this is just a water-filled cyst, you're fine. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, two days later, pathology revealed that it was not just uh, a water-filled cyst, it was actually filled with cancer. And it was not just cancer, it was aggressive stage three cancer. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, even to this very day, is it's a very hopeless situation. So I went for a second opinion to Boston and they told me that the same thing they told me in Virginia, that I was gonna die. And that, you know, I might, if they thought it had spread and if it had, I had six months to live, but if it didn't, I may make two years. So, but I just couldn't accept it. I just knew the God of my childhood, the, the miracle maker, I knew that I was gonna have a miracle. And I prayed and prayed about it. And then I found myself on the CAT scan table and they wanted to see how far reaching the cancer was. They thought it had gone to my lungs. It was a size, are you ready? The size of a navel orange in my oh, chest wall. Oh. So I was like, you know, I was laying there on that table in, in downstairs that they always do the, the radiology in the basement of the hospitals because that's where it's cooler. And I was laying there, the CAT scan machine was droning at my feet. The clock on the wall was ticking away the seconds. And I was praying for my life. I had children to finish raising. I didn't want to leave my husband. Um, I wanted to continue to live. I was in my forties. So I was speaking to God and telling him all these things about, Lord, I know you can heal me just like you did when I was a child. And as I was doing that, all of a sudden, everything seemed to stop. I couldn't hear the 
CAT scan machine. I couldn't hear the ticking of the clock on the wall. And my prayers went way off into the distance and God spoke to me. And just like the blanket that was on me, because it was a cold room waiting to have this CAT scan, it was like comforting. It was like warm. And he spoke to me and allowed me to know that I was going to be fine, even against all the odds. And that one day I was going to go on to write a book of hope and inspiration that would help countless others. So I knew that was that hope. And I went through the uh, went through the treatment. I joined a protocol. Boston sent me to Georgetown. And amazingly enough, there was the only one in the country a stage three aggressive breast cancer was in Georgetown, 45 minutes from my front door. So I joined the protocol and um, in a matter of months, I went and I had the miracle that God promised me. I'd have to read about that in the book, but it's a good story. So I've been going out now ever since then and giving hope, counseling other women. And when that, when I was able to, I never wrote a book before, but I knew I was always a good storyteller. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? I can do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what God asked me to do. So I started writing and I wrote it and I kept at it and I kept at it. And every day I knew I was going to give so much hope and I was going to inspire other people. So I did just that. And I have given a lot of hope to a lot of people, but my book is going to be available June 1st. And it's going to continue to do that. It's going to deliver hope and inspiration to countless others. Oh my gosh, that's so I can see where that comes from. I know Tomas has a question. I'm going to let him. Well, this is really interesting. So when you said we'd have to read the book, of course, people are listening to this and sure. they're dying for a little bit of information. So anything that you'd like to share about the protocol that you entered and what was revolutionary about that? Well, the protocol, it was an aggressive protocol with, they were using aggressive amounts of chemo, three times the normal amount of chemo that you would normally have to fight a, you know, to fight regular breast cancer. They wanted to see if aggressive chemotherapy could, could actually, you know, cure, you know, take away, put someone in remission, aggressive breast cancer. And they learned so much from me, from my, my biopsies. You had to, when you signed up, you had to go and have a biopsy every two weeks. And so I did, but you know, I, in a matter of weeks, they couldn't do any biopsies anymore because the cancer had shrunk so much. And then when I had my surgery, uh, the cancer was gone. Okay. Wow. Was there any um, fear about taking on so much chemotherapy into your body? Like, the- No, I didn't have any fear about it at all. I mean, I was the person that always took care of myself. I know you, both of you are the same way. I was, I was very into my health and I was not a person that took pills. I mean, you know, I wasn't even the girl that took Tylenol. You know, I, I just tried to keep myself healthy. I had a treadmill and I walked on my treadmill every day and, you know, I ate right and all that. So I was taking good care of myself, but what I wasn't doing is I was the head of a company and I was, uh, I was overworked. You know, I had discovered, I I had uncovered an embezzlement and 
it was so exhausting and so stressful. And it just really, really took down my immune system. I was waking up all night long with a notepad behind my, beside my desk, beside my bed, excuse me. And I was writing down notes to myself for the next day, which I wasn't getting my proper rest. I was exhausted. I was run down. I was working 12 hour days and it takes a toll. And so I tell everybody, keep that stress at bay because that is what takes down the immune system. Yeah. And how long had you, how long had you been in that situation where it was such high stress? It was about the, the, the stress was about a couple of years and it took a toll on me. It took a toll on me physically, something that really should never have happened, but did happen. But, you know, you know, the old saying, you take lemons and you make lemonade. So that's what I did. I love that. It's so interesting that you say about uh, sleep, because um, in the protocol that they were doing, treating the aggressive um, cancer in that way, um, yes. did you do all those things during that protocol as well? Did you start getting your sleep again? Did you, did you quit the yes. job or leave, leave the job? No, I left my job and I, oh, I had a year and a half, Lisa, of treatment ahead of me. So, I mean, I had a stem cell transplant only because they wanted to study me for, you know, it was always the same thing. I would always hear the word, you know, you could help so many women, countless women. It was always those same words. So I was the guinea pig that they studied and they studied me over a year and a half time. And then it went on, the study went on for eight years. They studied my body, my blood, everything to see what a phenomenal result I had. I was the talk of Georgetown for a long, long time. I was number nine in the protocol and I was the talk of Georgetown for quite a long time. Wow. wow. Now, did other people that were in the protocol get similar results, do you know? It was one other girl that did get this, one or two other girls that did get the similar result uh, and other ones that just, it was, it, it was, it was very, their cancer was very, very small. But for me, I mean, well, it, it's, it's an involved thing. You have to read it in the book. As I say, there's another girl in there that she, she I, I knew she was going to get the, she was gonna be the next one that was gonna have a complete clinical response. It's, it's a very um, touching story. Aww. So there's um, lots I, of those I, in the book though. I'm wondering, did, um, did you hear any messages? Did Jesus still continue to speak to you and, and through you? while you're in treatment and through about others and what they would experience like were you yes. like a, becoming like a clairvoyant almost with the help of of hearing you know god speak to you yes oh yes this like i just mentioned there's another girl that i talk about in the book she has a whole chapter she was another one that um they georgetown contacted me asked me this girl reminded them so much of me she was very spiritual and um, she had also had aggressive stage three breast cancer. And they said, you know, we just, she doesn't know whether she wants to be in the protocol or not. Cause you know, you have to give a lot to the protocol. You have to be at Georgetown twice a week. You know, you had to have a biopsy twice a week. I mean, there was a lot, it wasn't like, okay, now you've got breast cancer. Now you're going to come once every three weeks to have treatment. You're involved. You're, you're a Guinea pig and you're involved in it. So it's, it's a commitment. 
And um, so they said, she's kind of on the fence. We'd just love you to talk to her. And as I was talking to her, I didn't know who she was. We started talking and we talked for at least an hour and a half. And then God spoke to me and said to me, she's gonna be the next person in the protocol to also have a complete clinical response, you know, essentially a miracle. And, and I listened and then I didn't know this girl at all. And then uh, we kept talking and she was saying, you know, I'm just such a spiritual person and I do have my belief and it's so nice to talk with you and what you, you see, seem to have such a positive outlook on all of it with the protocol and everything else. And she kept talking and God prompted me again, Kathy, tell her. And, you know, I, she kept talking. I'm thinking to myself in those days, I was like, she's going to think I'm a looney tune if I'm going to tell her this. And, you know, I thought about the consequences of it. Okay. So wonder if she doesn't have a miracle, you know, too. wonder if it, she doesn't have the same outcome that I have, you know, will I be responsible for her psychological well-being? after, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. But third time God spoke to me and said, Kathy, tell her now. And as she was talking, I interrupted her and told her, I said, I'm sorry, I have to, I have to interrupt you. I know you're in shock right now that you've got this diagnosis and you've been to Georgetown and you don't know what to do, but I'm going to tell you right now, God has told me that you're going to also have a complete clinical response, a miracle. And she burst out crying and she said, oh, I believe you because I, I so believe in that too. And she did have, she did have one. Um. Well, that, that, that's, that's wonderful. Yes, it's wonderful that uh, that has happened with another person. And, you know, Kathy, as, as we hear you explain some of this protocol and how involved it was, yes. how was, was this emotionally taxing and draining for you to be involved in all of those tests at Georgetown I mean no I it wasn't to be honest with you cool. it wasn't I was like I knew okay so I, I you know we we all have a mission here you both you, you know you step out into different chapters of your life you two are doing that now I know I knew I used to drive to work every day and I'd be it would be let's say it's spring and it'd be so pretty but you know the trees would be bursting with flowers and you know um I live here in the Washington DC area. It would be, you know, the beautiful pear trees and the, and the, the line, the streets, and it would just be beautiful. And I would be thinking, and I'd be on my work and my job had become very taxing. And I'd be like, Oh Lord, I, is this my purpose? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this what I'm supposed to do? And I just never felt that it was, but I knew from the time I was a child, truly, there was something really big I was going to do in this lifetime. And I did not know what it was, but I knew it was going to be something big. And I knew I was going to be an influencer and I was going to be a leader in that area. And I just, I just waited for God when it was the correct timing. And so um, I knew I was going to be fine. And I knew that. And then God spoke to me and I, I told everybody I was going to be fine. And I told everyone I was going to write a book. And, you know, not one person said to me, what? I write a book. You don't you don't know how to write a book. I just had that complete positivity that I was going to do it. So, no, I was like, 
I went into the protocol. No, it's not fun to go into the city two times a week. It's not fun to have three times the amount of chemotherapy that everybody else does. Uh, but however, I knew that that was going to help me. You know, everything that we need to heal our bodies is here on this earth. God already put it here. So it's here. And so they were doing a new way of treating this cancer with these drugs and they were gonna do them uh, aggressively. And they were gonna hope the best, the best case scenario they told me was that the cancer would be 50%, would be reduced by 50%. That was their best scenario. But I told every doctor, every nurse that I was gonna have a miracle. And they go, well, that's lovely, dear. I love that resolve. You keep thinking that way. <laughs> but guess what? I did. So, and guess what? That was 23 years ago now. So yeah, I've yeah. gone on for 23 years spreading hope and giving God's testimony and lifting people up to think, hey, she did it 23 years ago. I can do it today. There's a question that is in my brain around this. It's that um, when you said, oh, you're, you're having that conversation with the other woman, young lady, and right. so encouraging her perhaps to this. And you heard from God say, no, that she is the going to be the next one. And then you have that little tiny, like little doubt, like, oh my gosh, where's my responsibility in this? Yes, yes. And I think a lot of people who get, they listen to their intuition, they get an inkling, they hear their, their messages that they're supposed to relay. And then they have that fear, like, oh my gosh, what if I'm at fault for something? Or what if I prevent something or, you know, that's supposed to be, how, how did you handle your responsibility? And how do you still handle your responsibility in that role? When you hear messages? Well, you know, I, I have, I have really, I've always trusted God since, again, since I was just a child with a very serious disease of not being able to breathe. But, you know, I just went along and trusted that he would take care of me and that um, I would be fine. And so I've taken that trust. And the more I have experienced stepping out and delivering those messages, and saying that this is what I think, and this is what I feel. And it isn't, it isn't an intuition. It's a, you know, it's like a God shot. Like he's sending me a message. I got it. I hear it. You know, and I just feel it. And so now I don't hold back. And I tell people exactly what I feel. And um, it, it oftentimes comes true. And they really appreciate it because they're getting the same thing. They're just not listening. We just don't listen. We think it's just like you just said, Lisa, you know, you call it an intuition, you call it whatever, but it's really not. It's God whispering to you too, but we just don't want to listen to it. We want to think, did I think that up? Did I like when God told me that day on the cat scan table, let me tell you, I never aspired to be an author. I never thought I was, I mean, I was, I was in English honors in school and everybody always loved to hear my composition, but you know what? I never thought about writing a book. I never thought about that. You know, I was, you know, on a different path, but um, you know, when God told me that's what I was going to do, I knew from that day I was going to do it. I remember my mother was in the waiting room in Boston with my sisters and my husband, and I had gone for the CAT scan 
And when I finished with the CAT scan, I, the doctor was a young guy. I was in my 40s. He was probably in his mid-30s. And he came over and said, well, you're all set. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I'm not all set. I said, because they're telling me that they think this has spread to my lungs and this and that. And he says, well, you know, there's 12 radiologists who will be going over this tonight. And I said, well, but, you know, can you please just give me a hint? Can, I, can you just put my, my films up on the light box and look at it and just tell me? And he said, I really can't. And I took his forearm, I was laying there and I took his forearm and I said, please, I have children to finish raising. Can you just look at it and just tell me what you think? From that, from that place, I was off to a bone scan, which I met up with my family. And so he looked at it and I could see him. He was in the room looking at the, 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 my scans. He was putting them up all over this huge wall light box. And he was going over them one by one. There was quite a few of them. And, you know, cat skins take slices of, you know, they take picture slices of your body. So he finished and he walked out of the room and I was praying the whole time, please Lord, help him to give me the good news. And he came over and he said, I'm gonna be honest, it's shocking, but I don't see anything. All I see is this very large, it's like a huge goose egg laying in a, in, a, in, a, in a basket. It has no tentacles. I don't see it anywhere else. That's all I see. And he says, and just to tell you, I know you have to complete this for the, for, the, for the protocol, but you're going on for the bone scan. I checked your bones too, and I see nothing. Oh. So, you know, God working with me the whole way. But when I met my mother, when I went, they were all in there. It was a, it was a glass room in, the, in Boston. And um, I was at Beth Israel Hospital and they were all waiting for me. And of course they were very upset naturally and they were very downhearted. And when I opened the door, I burst in, I had to go for the bone scan. And I said to my mother, I, my mother was the first one. And she said, oh, they, you know, they, they all perked up for me to come in the room because they didn't want me to, that, me to see how sad they were. And my mother said, um, oh dear, how are you doing? And I said, mom, I'm gonna be fine. And I'm going to write a book. And she said, and she said, they made a mistake. I said, no, they didn't make a mistake, mom, but I'm going to write a book and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be fine. And God spoke to me, but see, she was so used to me being that little girl that had all those messages from God that proved to be true of the things he told me that were, ha would happen that my mother had to believe me. So, yeah. This is so remarkable. And it's, it's very, very interesting that now you have a, well, a directive, a mission to go forth and share this message so that it may inspire people. So tell us a little bit about what you have planned for that, because I'm very curious about what this will look like for you. Well, I have so many things planned. Um, you know, I first wrote my book. What, the, it, when I started writing it, there was no way to get it published. You know, there was no, you have to be a celebrity, you know, a, a sports celebrity, a, a movie star. There's no, you know, a political person. There was no way to get it published, but I didn't care. I just kept writing. People would say, well, you know, how are you going to get it published? I'd say, I don't know. God's going to take care of it. And then all of a sudden self-publishing came out. So I self-published the book and um, the book got out there and started getting five-star reviews and, you know, friends would tell friends and that kind of thing. 
but I knew it wasn't finished. I knew that wasn't the countless others that God spoke of. It was a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people who had breast cancer, a lot of people going through adversity, a lot of people going through separations, divorce, marital issues. It, it, the book can help you in any adversity. But anyway, because it's filled with hope and inspiration. But I just knew that I was going to, you know, that I was going to stay on that path and I was going to make it happen. And lo and behold, I get a call from a New York City publisher. They, they found my book. Now, why did they find my book? They found my book because the owner of the publishing company, his wife had been through breast cancer, just finishing up with chemotherapy. And he found my book for those reasons. But now, you don't you think that that's all, that's all just another God shot? I mean, God knows exactly what he's doing. So now my book is actually published. It's now in the Library of Congress. It's going to come out June 1st with a bang. And um, I'm going to go on from there. I've done a TV interview, and that's going to be here in Northern Virginia. That's coming out in June and will be replayed about eight times. And I just got offered because when I did that TV interview, they liked me so much that they asked if I could do, if I was interested in doing, and they thought I would be perfect for it, would be doing a radio show. Like sort of like we talked about too. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I said, yes, I would love that. And they said, that's the next chapter. Our director and our producer think you would be perfect for doing that. So that's maybe what I'm gonna be doing next year. But you know, I want I used to go out and speak everywhere. So you can imagine how I was so excited about my book coming out and being able to speak everywhere. But now I can't do that due to COVID. But you know what? God always finds a way. Opportunities come to pass that you wouldn't even think about, that you had nothing to do with, but they will come to get that message out that he wants out there. Kathy, are you speaking about miracles and inspiration? Or are you more speaking about um, the, the, the protocol with cancer? Um, well, you know, like I, I, I when what, what are you, what, I, what are you addressing that to? When you said you, your radio show, let's say that should be. No, it's going to be just about inspiration. Okay. okay. So I'm going to be, you know, I, you know, you always have a platform. My platform will always be my book because that's, what's, you know, really important to help other people. And uh, it's not just help. It's, you know, if you're riding the fence of faith, you're going to have, your faith is going to grow from my book. If you're, um, if you're an agnostic, you might change from that, from that point of view. If you have faith, but it, you need it to be strengthened and you doubt it, it's going to grow from that book. You know, we have to be shown miracles. People like to be shown those things, you know, because there's all the miracles in the Bible, but other than miracles today, well, yes, there are. God is still on the throne and he's still performing miracles. So no, so my, my, it, my platform will be inspiration. And I'll get people that have had similar situations as I have, not with breast cancer, but I'm talking with all different things. And I'll have them on as guests and we'll talk about a lot of, you know, inspirational things. So my radio show will be just filled with inspiration and hope. This is so much fun. 
so much fun yeah it's so much fun and obviously we as radio show hosts love it i think you'd be great at it in fact and uh, this is exciting it's very exciting that you're going to be launching into that and i'm just excited for everyone that's going to encounter your message now on june 1st your book will be out now is it available for pre-order in case people are wondering about that it is available for pre-order right now and i would encourage everyone to get on Amazon. The book is spelled M-Y-R-C-L-E-S. Um, I encourage everybody to get on Amazon and pre-order it. It comes out June 1st. But what happens is, is that the pre-order state, all the people that pre-order it on June 1st, all those pre-orders will be in. And that's when Amazon will release the book. When they release it with all those pre-orders, the book will shoot up in the ranks of Amazon. And when it shoots up in the ranks of Amazon, people will get to see it, people who need it, people who are looking for hope, looking for inspiration, wanna hear about divine intervention, which I had that many times over. And they're wanting that, people are thirsting for hope, especially in this time, you know that Tomas and Elisa, they're thirsting for hope and inspiration. And my book is chock full of that. So that's going to come out if they pre-order now on Amazon. Again, that's Miracles, M-Y-R-C-L-E-S. And my name is Kathy with a C, Alves, A-L-V-E-S, Davis. And if they do that and get that, it's going to push it up. And you're going to love the book yourself, but you're going to help so many other people be able to see it out there, that it is available. And that's the whole reason I'm encouraging everyone to get the book. You know, I never got into this for any financial reward. To be honest with you, I really don't even know what I will be getting for the book. But you know, you both know, you've, you've interviewed enough people, you only make a few dollars per book. That's not what I'm into. I'm into helping others, helping other people to see what faith can do. Kathy, I this is a, a book that should be a gift. Like if you're looking yes. to buy like something you think, oh, you know, somebody just like, I have some friends that just lost their pets, you know, yes. or, or they just were diagnosed or they're just losing faith. I love that you said riding the fence of, uh, of faith. I thought, oh, that sounds like a chapter title. I, because that's what happens. Yes. We can have faith and then we can lose faith. And how yes. do we find faith again? So if we're riding that fence of faith, or if you know someone who's riding the fence of faith, this, I feel like this would be a beautiful gift, um, you, you know, and share it and then, and then be able to have those conversations around and then they can tune into your radio show and then, you know, have that. Support. Well, that won't happen until next year, but it'll be, it's in the making, but anyway, that's absolutely true, Lisa. And the thing of it is, is it makes a great gift. It makes a great summer read. I mean, it's got the ocean on the front. The picture on the front of the book is the actual beach that I grew up on. And I had it enhanced, you know, with rays, like God reaching out for me, is which he, had, which he has done many times in my, in my life, which you will read about. But um, yeah, it's that, it's that whole thing that, you know, we're, um, you know, we're all spiritually connected. We're all part of the human race, but we're all spiritually connected. And um, people are looking for hope and inspiration. They're looking for a way to look at the world differently, especially now. So if they get it, they get it as a gift, they give it away. It truly is a gift. 
the beginning of the book is called The Gift of Faith. So it truly is a gift, Lisa, just like you just said. Oh, so okay. it's amazing that you mentioned that because the, the first section is called The Gift of Faith. But it's great to take uh, on your vacation as a summer read. It will inspire you. And people, and oh, by the way, Tomas, you had said something too about when I, I self-published the book. Everything wasn't, the, the book, it didn't have everything in there. Some of the pieces of the, the book were not put in there. And I felt they should still be put in there. So my publisher asked me to send me everything that was not put in there as yet. And I sent it to them. They said, oh no, we want every bit of it. So I put it in there now. So it is my old new book because now it has another chapter. It has uh, more paragraphs, sentences, vignettes, vignettes about each one of the characters, more prayers. I mean, it's, it's even more inspirational if that could be possible than it was before. So it is my new, it is my old new book. So yes, don't miss it because you could, and many, many men have read it. I mean, people who are heads of companies have read it and said, wow, I have been, was so inspired after I read that book. But what I was gonna say is that so many people have written me over this time that I self-published and said, you know, I closed it, I just wanted more. The day I got it in the mail, I opened it up and I could not put it down. I didn't go to sleep till 4 a.m. because it's a page turner and I couldn't put it down. But you know, I just wanted more. Well, guess what? They have more. So Miracles is complete. The story is complete now. And I'm looking forward to inspire a whole new, new group of people, countless others. This is fun. I love this. And, you know, I know that this is going to reach so many people. Again, for those that are interested in the pre-order, which I highly recommend, the spelling of miracles is M-Y-R-C-L-E-S, M-Y-R-C-L-E-S. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon. Now, Kathy, I've learned a lot, and Lisa and I have been looking forward to this conversation for some time here, and I, I've learned a lot, and I'm very inspired. There's a tremendous energy to this whole dialogue. And as we wind down here, what else would you like to say to the listeners today? Well, if I think about it, I think that where we are winding down, we've talked about a lot of things, but uh, I, I had a press, I had someone call me about my press release uh, recently, and it's going to be going out. Uh, it's going to be going out, you know, just before the book comes out. And the press release goes to the media everywhere. But I was talking to the girl that called me. She's the distributor. She's not my publisher. And she said, very lovely lady. And she said, so your book is a book. It's in these categories, self-help, breast cancer, memoir, and, um, and women's health. And I said, well, actually, it's actually, it's, it's all those things but it's actually a book at the core of the book. It is a book of faith and overcoming adversity through the gift of faith. And she said, oh no, we can't mention that because the media doesn't like anything to do <laughs> with talking about God and faith about a book. So let's not do that. And I said, really? She said, yes. She said, let the people be pleasantly surprised when they read about it, and I'm sure you'll be talking about it everywhere that it's a book of faith. And I said, yes. So that is the, that is the crux of it, is the book is truly 
about the gift of faith. Wonderful. Well, I can tell you on this media outlet, faith is absolutely welcome. So <laughs> I'm happy about that. Good. Well, Kathy, this has been a pleasure and so much fun. And again, I want to invite the listeners to pre-order Kathy's book, Miracles, M-Y-R-C-L-E-S, on Amazon. So, Kathy, thank you so much for joining Lisa and me here today. We've really, really enjoyed this. It's a pleasure to have you on today. Well, thank you so much, too. I, I, I can't believe that Lisa and I connected by the word hope. And I loved it. You know, I mean, I would have, I, I, I can't imagine. It was just a, it was, it was another God shot. It wasn't a coincidence. There are no such things. And, but it was unbelievable to me that we connected that way. And then she connected me to you, which was so wonderful. And then we had a lovely chat some months ago and I've been really looking forward because I could feel your energy, your spirituality, and how you love the positive things that I was saying and about how this could give so many people hope and inspiration and lift the world up right now when exact, that's exactly what everyone needs. So I really love that part of it too. So I was so looking forward today. So thank you so much. And I hope sometime in the future, you'll check back with me and we can have another chat because who knows what's gonna be happening with this book. Oh, I should say, yes, I've always believed from the beginning that this book will be a movie. And I have not changed my mind. So I'm still there. It's still been put in my mind that it will become a movie one day. So let's just hope it gets picked up here sometime soon. I love this. A movie, high energy, even the sound is, is full of energy even here today, uh, everything. I, I just, um, I, I thank you so much, Kathy, and I, I can't wait to read the book and to uh, make sure that as it comes out as a movie that I'm there to catch that. There you go. We'll put you right there, right? You, both you and Lisa, you're, you're, you're pushing this and telling everybody about it and getting everybody excited about it. So you'll definitely be there. Film screening. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Kathy. All this has just been, um, I went on, I'll do my final saying wrap up. I was, I was hearing some feedback and I was afraid to speak. Uh, there we go. Is, um, you know, when you said that about, we connected over one word and I truly believe that when people hear your story and hear this conversation and all the other ones, cause you're out there talking and sharing is that even if it's the word miracles, if it's the word, um, yeah, I, I, it, one word, just one word, because that for us had so much, so much came from that one word. Yes. There can be healing that comes from it, a connection that comes from it, hope that comes from it. So I know that people are listening will hear that one word that will just expand for them and have them either reach out to you, um, even, you know, personally message you and just connect with you or just have them um, open up and allow the miracle for them like to happen in their lives because of, of this book. So thank you so much, Kathy. Beautiful, beautifully said. Thank you. And this has been Decide to Transform, co-hosted with Lisa Berry with Kathy Alves Davis. Thank you all for tuning in and thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>